Welcome to the Runners Jam podcast, coming to you from Brisbane, Australia. I'm Condi Canuto. And I'm Sandy Canuto. And we're runners who love chatting all things running and triathlon. The Runners Jam is a place where we can share stories, encourage each other, and most of all, continue to build great friendships. So if running's your thing, then the Runners Jam is for you. Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode 15 of the Runners Jam podcast. It is episode 15 and we have repeat guests with us today. Oh, we do and this is going to be a fantastic episode. So um, how's your running been, babe? Uh. How's your running been? <laughs> My running's been good. It it's, has, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm running, I'm uninjured. You are uninjured, um, yeah, that's which good. which is great, so it's building up. But the big question is, how is yours? Oh. This, there's been an event happened. Oh, look, there has been an event. I've been injured probably for the last um, six, seven weeks. I think so. Okay. Do I you got, want to tell how I, you got injured? I can, I, can, I can shed some light on my injury. So I tore my calf and it was a grade two tear. Mm-hmm. So and I grade I, two sympathy required. I, grade two sympathy was required at that point in time, and I didn't do it running, did I? No, I did it at the gym. Would you believe so? Sandy and I obviously go to the gym to do some strength work, like we should as runners. And um, I was using the um, the calf raising machine, wasn't the I? The standing one. Yeah, the yes. standing one. That's right. And normally, what we would do, we would do single calf raises mm-hmm. um, with each leg. And I did one rep. Using both legs, no problems at all. Uh, and then when I did the second rep on my left leg, it just snapped. And you would—that was doing the same weight, wasn't it? It was doing the same weight, yeah. which wasn't very heavy anyway, because I don't push very heavy on the, on those yeah. things. And it just snapped, and I just fell to the ground. Yeah, well, I didn't Where see were it happen. You? I was on the hammy machine. <laughs> no one was near me. No, I was you were by all myself. Alone. I was literally fell to the floor. Remember, I fell to the floor. Yeah, you well, I was me. on the hammy machine, and when I turned around, because we were supersetting, so when I That's turned right, around <laughs> to come back to the machine, um, he was sitting on the ground. Sitting on the ground. I could. I didn't <laughs> want to get up at that point in time because I wasn't sure how the extent of the injury. I just felt this snap. Wow. <laughs> so and then. Yeah, so I had to pick you up yes, off the ground. and hobbled it. I didn't want to... F- and I said, should we get some help? But no, you <laughs> no, didn't want any said, attention drawn to yourself. To, I didn't want any attention, you know what it's like. I just sort of hobbled out. He wanted to save all the attention requests for the runners. <laughs> <laughs> and we went straight to the physio. We did. Um, Our physio oh, got us in that yeah. morning. He was great. Yeah, thank you, John, for seeing yeah. me at Proactive um, Therapy. But so you're having a good great. recovery. Yeah, you're back running. Yeah, I'm having a great recovery, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is probably, I'm into my um, probably sixth or seventh week now of recovery. So I've really just started to run now within the last probably um, week or so. So it's been great. Yeah. Just slowly, as I normally would do anyway. So a lot of my sort of recovery runs are really based around the heart rate training that I like doing anyway. So that's slow. Nice and slow. But nice it's good slow. You're, you're running again. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nice to get the feet turning over again. Yeah. Which is cool. But um, we have some guys with us today. So, oh yes, we what, do. What was the episode you guys were in again last time? Uh, twelve. Episode, episode twelve. 12. Yeah. So we've got Mark and Stephen with us again tonight. Now, if you go back and listen to episode twelve, at, there was talk that they had a race coming up, which was a backyard ultra, which mm-hmm. was just a crazy distance race that Mark's actually going to give us a bit of a detail about. So, but guys, it's great to have you here tonight. Great to have his back. It's oh, thanks so very much. It's quite the honour, really. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you very much again. Yep. Yeah. It's great. So how many weeks ago was the race now? Or month? 
It was Two? Almost a month ago, yeah. yeah. So October 1st was the, the race. So it's October 31 now, so a That's month right. ago. Yeah. Um, and it's only just now that um, I'm back to running. So <laughs> uh, it's probably a fitting time to, to relive to the race. Yeah, yep, yep. exactly. Um, ready to talk about That's it. Right. I'm ready to talk about it now, yep. It's taken That's a while. Great. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, it's called a Backyard Ultra. Um, also called a last one standing. Um, so that's the basic idea of it, that you um, try and go as long as you can. So it's a 6.7K loop. Um, they hold them all over the world, all over Australia in different locations. Um, this one was at Oxley Creek Common uh, at, was it Sherwood? Uh, Rockley. Rockley, yeah. Yeah, yeah, near the Rockley markets. Um, so they had a course set out there where we started at 9 a.m., and we had to do a 6.7K loop every hour on the hour. So uh, with about three minutes before the bell time, they, they uh, sound a whistle. Yeah. And a minute later, they sound another whistle and another whistle. And then at 9am, we were start and we we're off and racing very, very slowly. <laughs> uh, we actually walked the first 700 metres of the first lap. Um, and then we just had to be back uh, before the start of the next hour, so before 10 o'clock. So generally speaking, we got back with about 10 minutes uh, roughly to spare and then um, had a bit of time um, to prepare for the next lap and then the same thing happens. Three minutes before the start time, they'd blow a whistle and you'd start and do it all over again. And it was last one standing, so you just do that as long as you can um, and yeah, until you pull out, essentially, or you're the last person standing. standing. So yeah. you say uh, a six point seven k course. Yep. Is it uh, a trail course or is it a mixture of both? So or? yeah, this one was um, it was sort of I guess compacted um, walking track, like a, a known walking track. So sort of like pebble uh, most of the way. There was a little bit of grass, but most of it was a, a very firm. Um, yeah, pebble type surface, which is probably pretty good. Like it wasn't hard road surface uh, and it wasn't a too soft, spongy grass. So in between, uh, which probably suited quite well. Mm. Yeah, um, I reckon it was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Was it flat or was it undulated? It was pretty much dead flat. Oh, that's good. Perfect. Um, yeah. So it's, there was a, a little detour. Um, we actually did the math uh, early on. So there was a, a 1.3K um into the track and then you do a, a 500 meters out and back and then another 1k out to a turnaround point and then you came back and did it all over again um so after a little while to be honest it got a little bit boring i think <laughs> just seeing the same terrain over and over again groundhog day it was definitely yep <laughs> was yeah. the view good i mean from is the paddock where we it? were supporting you guys it it looked nice but yeah, no, it was, it was quite pleasant. A whole heap of um, trees on the side, nice bushland, a couple of spots where you can see the river. Um, yeah, it was really, really quite nice in, in parts, but also it was mostly the same as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What I thought was really interesting, um, was it about 150 metres or 200 metres of grass from the start line? Yeah, 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 about that. Yep. Yeah, and it, so when when a race starts, you're used to the you know the stampede of feet and the, everyone goes out, and this is like blow the whistle, it starts, and off we go for a little stroll. There's <laughs> <laughs> just no urgency to it. Yeah, at all. I, I always felt a, a little bit, I don't know, like I was disappointing the people on the side. <laughs> everyone <laughs> cheering say, away. Did feel a bit like, and that. then we'd just <laughs> walk along. Most people would run ahead, but we just went blah blah blah. And, yeah. <laughs> 
But also the grass at the start was a little bit annoying because it was it had been recently mowed, but not mowed particularly well. So mm-hmm. it was still a little bit lo- bit thick, and it was slow, and you got grass all through your. Um, all up and down your legs, and just wet as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being wet made it annoying too. Yeah. Um, so that was the worst bit of the course, actually, just the start finish. Yeah. And how many competitors were in this particular race? Well, it was a small but elite field. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that word, elite. Yeah. Although, to be honest, more small than elite. Um, there, were, there was actually just twenty-one of us. Okay. So it was it was a pretty small group. Yeah. Is that normal yeah. or? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I think the same event last year had about um, twenty-five, thirty or so. Yeah. But there's a similar one in August that they do uh, called the Clint Eastwood, where they have I think it sells out with about two hundred and fifty people. That's wow. a big difference. So I think their marketing for that one's better. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's the, the exact same course. Yeah. Oh, is it? Is uh, it the same yeah. place? Yep. Exactly the same course, yeah. oh, okay. just yeah. two months earlier. Yeah. Is it put on by the same? Yep, same, same organisation. Yep. Yeah, but it's an individual thing. Well, this one was focused on teams. Right. And I think maybe okay. the team's focused, maybe dissuaded some people. Because okay. it turns out most people can't persuade others to an unlimited race. Where you go, <laughs> oh, how long is it? You just keep going until you stop or drop. Um, and so that's... I don't know. It's not quite appealing, is it? Yeah, like most people when we tell, like I invited a lot of people and (laughs) Mark and my sister Rachel were the only ones stupid enough to say yes. So (laughs) Okay, so when you say the team, you're talking yourself and Mark and Rachel, your sister, that that was comprised of your team. Yeah, so you could have teams of up to four people, but there actually were no teams bigger than three. Yes, and so each team member has to still run it. It's not like a... Tag team thing. Yeah, so every race, all 21 people start. Right. And then slowly throughout the day, people drop out. Sure. So, and then at, at the end, the team's score is adding up. Um, say someone does one lap, someone does two laps, someone does three laps, that team would get six points. So, oh, okay. So, just yeah, however yeah. many hours the team cumulatively does. Yeah, yeah. So, even though Rachel may have finished earlier, the team still keeps going. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. not everyone has to finish. Yes, that's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And it made it more fun as well, yeah. knowing, knowing that there was this team's element. Yeah. Because you yeah. were doing the maths at the end, yeah, you were yeah. working out how many you needed to go yeah. for your team to win. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about preparation for something like this. This is such a, you know, a massive event when it comes to distance and sort of time. How do you prepare or how did you prepare? Um, yeah, uh, just it, normal. It, it took a long, long time. Actually, we <laughs> we signed up right at the start of the year. Um, yeah, yeah. So probably, I'm guessing maybe February. Um, and for me, my my main preparation was all the other races leading up to it. So um, I was just getting long runs in for marathons. Essentially, um, I did yeah. the Gold Coast. That was my probably my first uh, big event for the year. And then um, I was a little bit disappointed with that. So. Uh, my brother said I could have his Sunshine Coast uh, entry, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I took and, and had a blinder, just had a really lovely day and, and went really well. And so just training for those marathons was my preparation mainly. Um, and then I had to continue that long run for a couple more weeks for this one. Um, so fitness-wise and training-wise, it was just uh, a bit of a tack-on from, from marathons and try and keep on doing those long runs. Do you sort of do any sort of prep, like pre- preparing yourself to run during the evening or during the night? Because I'm imagining those – it's a lot different, obviously, you know, running during the day than it is, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning. We had, <laughs> we had some plans of um, 
doing a simulated event um, where we'd try running for 6.7 k's on the hour and resting for however long and then doing that for a couple hours and we we thought yeah let's do that at night time to get the the whole experience as well of of both the night running and the the, the space and the distance but it just didn't happen in the end I think um, yeah. I don't know what happened but um, time and family, family and life, things just, yeah. just got, got in the well I don't want to say got in the way but <laughs> yeah. just didn't allow for it yeah. um, and so yeah we just I guess concentrated on our long runs uh, for our base level of fitness and and left it from there. I did a couple accidentally. Um, well, sort of half accidentally in that um, I, I planned some long runs around Park Run. So I went for a bit of a run first be, before Park Run and then I had about a five or ten minute break and then did Park Run and then chatted for about five or ten minutes and then did another run. But I was deliberately seeing that as... Giving um, a break. Yeah, seeing what my legs would be like afterwards. And it turns out it hurts. Um, every time you restart, I went, oh, like, that's annoying. This, maybe this race might be good after all. Um, and then I think I did one more pause deliberately and then yeah. did that. So, But apart from that, so nothing deliberate. Like, when you're deciding your training, you must have already decided what your expectations of the race were, though. So... If you, like if you were thinking, oh, look, I'll only be in this race to get to 50K, then you're going to train differently than if you have some crazy notion of I'm going to do uh, yeah, 100K. Yeah, yes and no, because I, I actually think there's decreasing returns to training. Mm -hmm. And so beyond about three hours or so, this is my latest theory yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> tell, us, um, tell us, tell us. Beyond about three hours, often you're just damaging your legs you and, and yeah. you're not actually um, in getting more benefits. So whether you're training for a... 50, 100 or 150, I think just more regular mm -hmm. three-hour-plus training sessions is, 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 is the key to that and probably increasing your volume overall, but we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what volume were you guys doing a week? Uh, I was, I've probably averaged about 50k a okay, year. So not uh, a month. Yeah. Um, all a month? Year. A week? Uh, a a week. week, sorry. Yeah, yeah, 50, 50k a week yeah, um, yeah. all year. With a few ups and downs, but um, yeah, I haven't really gone much over that. Generally, it's just the one long run for me on a on a weekend, um, and then yeah, the 10, 12k runs midweek. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So not a huge volume no, for yeah. the the length of the race. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Yeah, so my my year was probably a bit different overall. So I'm, I probably I probably got to about fifty five or so for about six weeks or so beforehand. But I actually got injured back in about. Easter, my, my left glute um, got sore. Um, I just tore it, and then I've I, I, then that's really restricted races that I've been able to. Do. Finally, got better just in time for the Gold Coast, and I was pretty happy with how I did in that. And then a week later, it just tore, and and oh, and my hammy as well. So I hear you. I understand, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, which was great too. Uh, yeah, um, I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think like it's not. Not particularly bad, but it just hurts. Wouldn't wouldn't oh, go away, yeah. and and I found fairly quickly that I I couldn't go fast, and so trying to run fast would trigger it, and so I I suspect it was going hard in Gold Coast brought the injuries back again. Okay, and so then I started getting closer and closer to this race, thinking I don't think I I might not be able to do it at all, but I worked out that if I took smaller steps and massively decreased my stride and ran quite slowly, like I found I could run 5K. And I tried doing 6K and 7K and kept increasing and until I got – I worked out I wanted to do five weeks of long runs 
And so I did five weeks. I did a 28 and I did four 31s. Um, and that was pretty much it. And I got in that time, like my glute hurt the entire time. Um, but it was okay. I thought, I, I think I can just keep doing this indefinitely. Um, so, yeah, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't an ideal situation. No, no it but, wasn't. <laughs> yeah. But it did work out perfectly for you because that pace was actually yeah. a perfect pace for you. Yeah. 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 So uh, one time we went, we went training beforehand, like a couple of weeks beforehand, and I was running along and Mark, Mark actually said, uh, can you go a bit faster, please? Like <laughs> I, this pace is really hard for me because I'm doing my little injury shuffle. It's like, oh, can we run properly here? Um, and did you? Um, I, tr- I tried a bit. Yeah. Like, I'm always a bit slower than Mark. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, we know that happens with age too, Stephen. The research <laughs> has come in and says that as you get older, you tend to shuffle more. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can attest yeah. to that too. And it, to be honest, it, it felt a bit uh, embarrassing at Runner's Jam, doing all the speed sessions. So I, I actually, I didn't, for a while I was too injured to bother turning up. But once, once I started getting a bit better, I'd, I'd turn up and then... Sandy would say, okay, let's run these at 80%. percent go, yeah, okay, I'll do it at 40% and just, just shuffle along. Everyone's flying past. Yeah, but there are um, always some other runners who aren't yeah, up yeah. to speed oh, yeah, either yeah, yeah. at the moment. Yeah. So. And it was still good. It was still yeah. fun. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and I actually think it was really good for me to resist the temptation to go fast and, mm. and just plug away and clock up a few Ks here and there. Yeah. And you so. now have some good low heart rate training too. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, just learning from Condi. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what about some of the logistics? You talked about obviously your, your preparation when it comes to, you know, the miles on you and that sort of stuff. So what about some of the logistics? Um, yeah, so I probably actually spent too much time planning this. Like I, I had several planning documents, like with lists of all the of food. Of course, yes. Um, what we wanted to do each hour, um, strategies for different phases of the race, um, um, trying to make sure we had some support crew there at, at, all, at all the different times. Um, and it's a big list of all the food and, and one of as many healthy foods as possible. So, yeah. Um, hey. Meanwhile, I just wanted to run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah. too worried by the logistics. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, just, just blow the whistle Stephen and to look after yeah. it. That's you. right. Yeah, I can, I can rely on him. So, exactly. sometimes I feel a bit guilty of. Uh, letting Steve do all the work, but it's it's not that I'm not jumping in and helping out. It's that he's so prepared that it's already done for yeah. me. We all have skill areas, yeah, don't yeah. we? Yeah. And and I figured I couldn't actually train much for it, so I needed to control the things that were in yeah. Yeah. that we were able to do. So make well, sure I had like good good plans, good systems, as much support as possible. Just trying to cheat every way I could. Yeah. So, so again, like before you're planning the logistics, what are you guys expecting from the race? Do you have a, a goal figure, a goal time you're going for that you plan around? So my, I, I probably had two goals um, or maybe three. Um, one was to beat Steve, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I thought was just a given, so I didn't actually think given about that. Given his injuries. Given yeah. his injuries. And I, he always beats me. So. Uh, I, I had... No idea that Steve could go that long. Um, I just, I thought, okay, he's doing all these plans and whatnot. I'm just thinking, okay, just run with Steve as long as he can and then I'll run my own race. Um, <laughs> just expecting yeah, no, him, yeah, yeah. fully expecting him just to conk out at uh, anywhere between 50 and 70 with an yep. injury. Yep. Um, but my, my real plans were uh, 100K was my first goal, um, or 101, because I've run 100K before, so I wanted to beat that. So I wanted to get my furthest distance. Uh, and my second goal was 160, so the 100 mile. Um, 
during the race. Um, when I was actually running, though, goal one became my goal, yeah. Um, yeah. which was something I'll probably talk about later as a something to improve on. But, um, okay. yeah, like once I got to 50K, that was, okay, I'm halfway here now. And so everything I did was sort of built up to that that 100k. Okay, so 100k is is that 24 hours out there? Uh, no, How that was that? 15 hours, okay. uh, which would be midnight. So 9 a.m. start, so getting through to midnight. All right, and that's a really significant. It's a cool time to aim yeah. for to yeah. finish at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. So you were aiming for midnight, and then this crazy uh, 160k yeah. plan. Ba- basically, having it open after midnight, just yeah. whatever I could do would be yeah. a bonus. Yeah. And what was your plan? Going yeah. So I, I I really wasn't sure because. I've I've done three ultras before, and in all three of them, I've had massive cramps, and in two of them, I've I've been this close to pulling out, and really thought I would. So even last year, did the sixty-five k scenic rim ultra, I was whinging so much during it, and and go, oh, I, th- I think I'm going to drop it here, but it was like thirty-four degrees temperature, and I I sweat way too much, and it was just cramping massively, but I thought. Ah, oh, if I whinge that much in a 65k thing, then may, maybe that, that's all I actually can do. So maybe I'll be really wussy. But I did, I desperate, I was thinking if I didn't get to 80, I'd be really sad given that it's a flat course. But uh, just over 100 would be great. And oh, wouldn't it be great to do 100 miles? But, but I, that wasn't serious though. I just yeah. thought I'll, I'll, just, I'll just see whatever I can do. Okay. Yeah. So we've got big goals. Now you're planning the logistics, so tell us all about those plans, Steve. Um, yeah, so probably the the, um, the our approach for the start of the race. Um, um, the thing I was big, I was quite nervous about was the restarting every time because that that hurts every time you stop. When you do adventure races, you stop, um, find a checkpoint, look at the map, you restart. Ah, oh, it gets it's harder every time. In an ultra, you go to an aid station, you stop for five minutes. You restart. Oh, that really hurts. So that we thought, and, and I reckon I've got injured a couple of times from doing having sessions where I've rested for too long and then have been cold and restarted. Mm. This could go really badly. So the plan was at the start of every lap to walk. Um, and, and so we did that every single time. Uh, I think the first couple were probably seven, 700 metres or so, probably reduced it to four or 500 after that. And then we'd walk another one or two times. Most times we'd walk three times in, in the lap. Mm-hmm. So it meant that every single uh, lap, um, everyone else was way in front of us. And so some people we'd catch up to, but those people who ran had a different strategy of running faster. Um, would um, we, we never actually talked to them because <laughs> they, they never ran anywhere near us. But the, the other plan, though, was we wanted to minimise how long we rested for. So we could, we could run the 6.7K fairly naturally in about 40 minutes or so w- without any effort, um, but we didn't want to rest for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So the plan was let's aim to rest probably for about five to eight minutes or so, um, and, but except the first two, ra- the first two laps, what I really wanted to do was do them a little bit faster um, because... Um, uh, stretching works best on warm muscles, so the plan was to um, do, do run for 40 minutes at a decent pace, still still not really hurting, but then to have 20 minutes of actually stretching properly at that point, then do the same the second lap, then do another um, uh, 20 minutes of stretching. Also on, on the assumption that later in the day, once we've done 70, 80K, 
we're not going to be able to stretch properly because our legs will cramp every time we try to get into a stretching exercise. Mm-hmm. So that was the idea anyhow. Yeah. Um, but th- those, so the first lap, um, oh, and also, you know, the um, warm-ups we do in runner's jam, yeah. um, most times I go running these, one of my recovery strategies has been to do those sort of things just as I leave my house or under a couple hundred metres and I do a series of drills, just slowly increasing. Oh, and, and I start walking every time before I run now. That's all helping me to get through the injuries. So I was doing that for the first couple hundred metres of the lap, feeling like a massive goose, <laughs> just, my, you know, doing the butt kicks, the high knees, <laughs> running backwards, running to the side. Yeah. Um, and my legs actually hurt quite a bit the first two laps, just every injury. Um, oh, yeah, oh, no, my knees are hurting. Oh, that's no good. And oh, my hammy, I can feel that. I'm a glute. This could be a really short day. But I think it actually worked, though. I got the kinks out on the first couple of laps and the stretching really helped after that. So that was probably the main strategy to, to start slow, do some early stretching, and then from then on aim for about five to eight minutes um, per, per lap rest per lap. so it's not too long. Mm. And so, Mark, you follow that same strategy too, I take it. Yeah, I just followed Steve. <laughs> yeah. He's done all the work. I just, just run along with him. i do what you say. Yeah, yeah. It's much more enjoyable running together. So, yeah, um, yeah and we just yeah. uh, talk about our plans together and, and go for it and, yeah, follow yeah. along. Yeah. So you're sort of doing that lap in about 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So I think we did like 42, 42, then it slowed to 45, 48, 50. And then we sort of stayed around about the 50s. Yeah. And we, we never actually went to where I was thinking like a five to eight minute break. It just, it felt nice, the pattern we got into. And we started enjoying the breaks once we got right. into it as well. And, and that, that seemed like a decent, healthy mm-hmm. amount of time. And so what, so. tell us what the breaks were like, because I'm thinking five to 10 minutes it's actually not a great deal of time if you've got to get food in, do your water bottles, you might want to go to the toilet, you know, you've got to, people want to chat yeah. to you. Yeah, so. yeah. They, they went so quickly. Um, and it, so generally it was, let's say, 48, 50 minutes, so 10 minutes. But um, when they blow the whistle with three or four minutes to go, like you're up and you're walking into the, um, the zone, starting zone. Can I just say too, being there as a spectator, um, when that whistle blew, that became quite... Um, like anxiety yeah, provoking yeah, because yeah, yeah, they blow yeah. it like three times one. at the yeah. three yeah. minutes, yeah. two, yeah. then two minutes at two minutes, yeah. Yeah. twice at two minutes. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, so, oh my god, oh my gosh, get to the square. So yeah. getting back ten minutes early is more like a six-minute yeah. um, time frame. Yeah. So yeah, as you said, um, you, you you've got a lot to do in that six minutes. So filling up water bottles, um, deciding what to what to eat, what to drink. Um, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty full on. Time went really quickly um, and we had so many uh, support crew, which was, was fantastic. That was one of the highlights of, oh, of yeah, the day. But yeah. um, So you, you're constantly, oh, there's a new person here. I've got to go talk to them. <laughs> and, um, so you're always, yeah, you, you're always talking to people and, and then you've got to go, oh, hang on a tick. What do I have to prepare for for the next yeah. the next yeah. one and quite often we'd be in the starting zone and be like I forgot my water bottle um, quick someone run over and get my water or um, yeah there's just so many things to think about yeah because um, if you're looking at changing shoes or changing clothes or anything in that yeah. time and I know yeah. you guys were always trying to get a photo 
for each lap as well. Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot that, to think yeah, about. Yeah. That was a really cool thing. We, we started from the, the very first lap. So we'd have a photo at the beginning of every single lap. With a, with a Runner's Jam logo behind it for the first <laughs> yeah, uh, seven, the, seven or eight. We had the yeah. marquee. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't analysed those photos yet. We should get them out <laughs> and have a look at yeah, the... Yeah, we'll need one for this. What yes. we look like after every, <laughs> every hour and yeah. see what our, our mental state was yeah. like. We look so fresh at the start. And at the finish. Yeah, and, and so other thing, so we'd, we'd we'd get food each time, and so you get a variety of different foods, and so we'd often uh, t- towards the beginning we'd just go and find it ourselves. By the end, we learnt to rely on support crew a bit more, and say, oh yeah, this can you get this food here? It's in that spot there. Um, fill up bladders, um, work out whether you wanted to bring a hat or not that lap, or a buff, or whether you wanted a backpack or carry a water bottle, um, and so you, you'd, you'd vary things a little bit, but between the different laps. Um, and, and normally I'd, get, I'd use takeaway food, so I wouldn't focus on eating much while I was there. I'd probably have a few chips um, and then take a couple of snacks with me for the Oh, for the I need lap. them while you're out. Yeah, because if, if you okay. walk in the first 500 metres, yeah. it's fairly easy. Yeah. So, and I mean, you don't have to waste time and you can just sort of chat to support yeah. crew. And, and I guess because you're not running at a fast pace either, the tummy's not going yeah. to get quite mm, as upset yeah, as yeah, you Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so what sort of nutrition were you sort of consuming? Stephen or Mark, yeah. I had the plan of um, a, a bigger range of things, um, muesli bars and energy bars. Uh, I brought heaps and heaps of them and I think I ate one. Um, <laughs> and I just, I, from an early early time on, I just couldn't stomach them. For some reason, uh, they just didn't fit well with me. Normally on adventure races, uh, that's one of the main things I eat, but this time they just didn't didn't suit um, peanut butter sandwiches were pretty good. Oh, that was um, so good. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was probably the highlight. Um, and to be honest, I didn't really eat too much. Um, yeah, after particularly after or on dark, um, I don't think I ate anything at all really. Um, so in next time, I'll probably get a lot more chocolate into me. Um, Looking back, I thought that would have been a good thing. Um, and just water, or yeah, uh, water, and I, I probably relied a lot more on energy drinks yeah. this time as well. So um, again, I probably stopped drinking a little bit later on. Um, yeah, as the tummy wasn't feeling, it was. I was I was pretty good throughout the whole race, but I just didn't feel like consuming too much, um, particularly at dark time onwards. Mm. Um, so I had a couple of muesli bars and protein bars, but mostly I tried to go with um, fruit and veggies as much as possible. Okay. So I'd have kiwi, thru- kiwi fruit, cherry tomatoes, apples, bananas, mandarines, oranges. Like I had this massive collection of fruit, um, eggs. Um, I, I often find, I, I often think eggs are really good because it's just, you know, it's, well, healthy and um, high protein, and protein's great for your muscle recovery. But they didn't actually work as well as I hoped this time <laughs> um, because... Uh, and this often happens to me, I, as I, I bit a bit too much while I was running. Oh, because I, I put them in my pocket and I was running along. And you just crack them on your forehead, peel it as, as, as you're running along. Um, and, but then sometimes I start coughing a bit. And, and for ages I just kept coughing afterwards. Thought, oh, maybe that's not the best idea. But I still asked for one a couple laps later. And so I said, oh, can I have an egg, please? But I forgot to specify which eggs because I'd also brought some uncooked eggs. Yes, I found one of them when I was <laughs> yeah, packing yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so um, I was given this egg um, 200 metres later. I thought, I might have this egg now, pull it out. and Hang on, that feels different. Have a shake. <laughs> Mark, have a shake of this. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> don't, don't eat that. So. I was yeah. really hoping you were smacking that on your forehead. Yeah, yeah. That, that that would have been good. But no, so I just I just threw it, threw it into the bushes, and I figure it'll biodegrade eventually. It will. Um, yeah, so it felt a bit silly with that. Um, and then I took another boiled egg a couple of hours later, but by then I was feeling a bit crook and I just couldn't stomach eating solid foods. Mm. Um, but most of the time I just eat fruit, veggies, and even once I started feeling sick, um, um, cherry tomatoes were gold. Wow. They were my friends. So I'd put three or four in my pocket every lap and about every ten minutes I'd just have one more. Once you're tired, any taste is good. <laughs> Try putting a cherry tomato in your mouth and it's like a taste explosion. <laughs> it's amazing. That they sustained me for hours. I didn't have anything else for a few hours um, because I just my stomach didn't want anything, and it was great. That's it was, amazing. It was a lifesaver. Um, drink wise, I always had a, a bladder. Well, most most laps I took yeah. a bladder with me with just water in it, but then I had a fairly big plastic cup, and I'd, after a while I got to alternating between. I'd have um, just Powerade made fairly strong one lap, and just to keep the electrolytes going, and then Coke the other lap, sort of more for the energy side. Um, and that was really good. It's possible, though, I actually was drinking too much, though, because for about five or six laps, I actually had to um, um, pee twice every lap. Um, so I was running He's along. In the bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were um, very help- very well hydrated. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but fortunately, that wasn't until nighttime, though, because in the daytime, you just felt a little bit too exposed. Yeah. Um, so you sort of, then you'd, you'd wait until, and use the toilets back there. Because there's normally someone in behind or someone in front, yeah. most times, anyhow. Yeah. So um, the other competitors, give us a bit of before we talk about, like, go through the race timeline for you guys, who else was there? What did you learn about the other people? Were they well experienced? As soon as we got there, Steve had a lengthy conversation with the, the organiser. Um, they were talking about um, who was there and, and how long he expected it to go for. And uh, I... I think I showed up expecting like 100, 200 people there and then he said there was 21. I was like, whoa. Like, it's a bit disappointing. Is, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was ridiculous. Yeah. And he's saying, oh, the, the winning time, you know, it'll be under 30 hours. It might be 24 or 25 or something. And, um, and he, I think this is the organiser talking that we might get the first ever female winner. And I go, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, so there's early on, there's um, two girls that he, he talked about. Was it Nicole was the, yeah, yeah. and Tamika. Uh, now we've, we've met Tamika and raced uh, against her in a number of adventure races and things. And she's like really, really good ultramarathon yeah. runner. She's done like 600 kilometre races. Yeah, and Over yeah. six days. Yeah. Um, so she, some good pedigree there. Um, and, and weirdly enough, I'd actually watched a YouTube documentary about um, Dead Cow Gully Backyard Ultra from Easter this year. And that, that other girl that um, Mark mentioned, um, Nicole, was actually one of the people highlighted in this documentary. And she actually set the course record for the furthest ever by a female of, of 30 laps. Wow. And so that was... Ah, oh, oh. right. Okay, cool. Well, we're quite happy to be part of history and have the, have the, have the first female win. Yay. You can say got, you were there. Yep, I've got, I've got four daughters. I'm happy for yeah. girls, to, girls to kick our butts. So, yeah. I'm starting to think, yeah. oh, top ten, that sounds pretty cool. I can tell yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yep, we'll, yeah. we'll get yeah. top ten in this, this really cool race. Yep, it'll be girls first and second. We can, yep. you know, we're competing after that. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
There's no one else on the course we knew. Um, no, but we, f- we found there was one guy that had done multiple 100-mile mm. um, races before and another one, another couple of others had done lots of ultramarathons before. Thought, oh, okay. So we're probably not on the top five most experienced people here. Like there's quite a few other people a fair bit better than us. Yeah. Um, which is a bit disappointing. <laughs> and as the race went on, it was really cool just getting to know those people. And yeah. an- another benefit of that, just having 21 competitors, that, yeah, we instantly you recognise every single person on the course, uh, whereas if there was 250, uh, which um, there was a race a couple months earlier with 250 people, that, um, yeah, you, you'd just get lost in the crowd, really. Oh, so. Yeah. Uh, that was cool that it was sort of intimate. And, yeah. and as we said, with starting nice and slowly uh, and catching up to people, we'd start to talk to all of these people. So, uh, yeah, we got to know what the names of like 14 out of the 21 of them and the others we had nicknames for them, of course. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and it was, it was pretty cool just, just getting to know those people. And, and when one of them pulled out, it'd be like, oh, such and such is gone. And oh, I thought they would, could have gone a lot further and... Yeah, it was, it was good fun. Yeah. That was yeah. kept us going quite a bit. There was one of the competitors just wouldn't wouldn't smile. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark tried talking to her at one point, and then she said, I, she answered. Yeah, I've, I've caught up to her, and it was my time to to have a stop and a breather, and um, just sort of walked again alongside her for about five seconds and said, "Hi, how are you going?" And she said, "Good." And then off she ran. <laughs> she started <laughs> running. <but> okay, subtle. <laughs> Okay, I get the point. I'll she was leave focused. She's she was running focused. her own race. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and then over subsequent laps, we it was our goal to make her smile and to get her talking. And eventually, Steve did pretty well. And yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, not, not a massive amount, but got a, got a few comments yeah. and a few, yeah, oh, few chats. So it's good to yeah. have those challenges. Oh yeah, yeah, it? for sure. Yeah, yeah, they're fun. Yeah. Okay, so talk us through the the timeline. We know it started at nine o'clock. You do the first two. Yep, nice so for the first six hours yeah. or so, we had the magnificent Sandy as our support crew. Thank you so oh, much. Great. Thanks, I, Sandy. I loved yeah. it. Enjoyed yeah. it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. But like you yeah. said, like when I yeah. rocked up, because you guys, I think you were going a couple of hours before I got there. Yeah. And when I rocked up and there were only, you know, very few tents yeah, yeah. around the field, I yeah. was like, what's going on? <laughs> There's nowhere near as many people as here yeah. as I thought. And seriously, the runner's jam tent was the best looking one oh, by far. Yes. Like multiple other people said, oh, your tent's really cool. And <laughs> how come you had so many support crew? Well, you know, run, runner's <laughs> jam's kind of a big yeah. deal. <laughs> it's a strong community. Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. Um, sorry. I was going to say the, the, the race timeline. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you obviously you did the first few yep. laps where you were sort of warming yourself up and doing all the drills. Yeah, and so then probably um, uh, my, my sister was probably a big part of that, that first yes. chapter, Rachel. Um, so she, she'd been a bit injured lately as well. That runs in the family. Um, <laughs> and um, um, she hadn't been doing many, many longer runs. Um, uh, she got to – and, and her, her daughter, my niece, Ruby, was coming along with my kids after – I think at 3 o'clock after about six hours – at the end of four hours, towards the end, Rachel said, I don't think I can do any more. I think I'm going to have to stop now. I said, oh, no, 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 no. Let's, you, you can keep going. So the, the fifth lap, I, I ran with it the entire way, sort of pushing her occasionally from behind, trying all of my Jedi mind tricks to, <laughs> to, to try to get her to keep going. And it was lots of fun. Like, I really enjoyed doing, doing that lap with her. But, and you can see all the other competitors were were watching us as, as we're going and they could tell yep yeah, she's getting close to finishing 
And so everyone else then started cheering us along and because you, you see everyone, I think, three times um, as you're going around the course. And so that, they all started getting excited. Like, oh, you, you're doing great. You're doing fantastic. And, and for many of them, it was the, the nicest. We'd seen them all day because <laughs> they, 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 the, the, the compassion was yeah. coming out. And so it was lots of fun. And so then when we, when we crossed to the end of that fifth lap, oh, well, probably just a couple of minutes before that, though, um, Rachel kept saying, oh, I don't think we can finish this on time. If you get disqualified before you finish your fifth lap, Stephen, I, I can't forgive myself. Please just leave me and go. I said, and I said, so I was doing all the calculations because Mark had worked out where all the different distances were. I said, no, no, as long if we get to this point by this time, at this pace we're going, we're doing, I think we're doing about eight and a half minute Ks at that point. Yep, we, we should have two minutes of margin left at the end. Um, so that's heaps of time. We, we, we don't need more time than that. And then we can just get out there and then you can start your next lap. And if you finish the next lap, you'll finish as, as our kids get there and that'll be fantastic. Um, and so we're, we're running this last bit. And I kept saying, it's okay, we're going to get there. We'll, we'll, we'll get there, we'll get there. Every time we went around a corner, I kept thinking, please be there, please be there. The finish line's not there. Okay, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Yeah, Rachel, it's fine. It's fine. We're going to get there. And th then we heard the, the whistle go for three minutes and we still hadn't seen the finish line yet. Oh, no. We started getting... But, but, but I still deep down knew we would get there okay. And I think we finished with about a minute to spare. Yeah, it was really stressful for us at the tent at <laughs> oh, that point. Oh, it was, yeah. <laughs> Certainly, yeah. Because yeah, we yeah. heard the whistle and... Yep. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm in the, the uh, starter shoot uh, yeah. ready for the next lap and yeah, there's still wow. no Steve and Rachel. Yeah. Um, so we're just looking out, just waiting. Yeah. We're trying to stand on our tippy toes because there's a little bit of a dip to the the finish. Yeah. Just looking at, is that them? Is that them? No, it's just a walker, just a general <laughs> public person just walking. Is that them? Is that them? Oh, no, that's not them. And then eventually, yeah. You, you just came just through. Came yeah. yep. and, and it was amazing. So we, we get to the finish line and all the other competitors, they're all lined up, they're all ready to go. And so then they cheered us massively because they knew the journey it had taken yeah. to, to get to that point. It was really cool. And, um, and so then I, I took the, um, Rachel's backpack off her and, and sprinted over to get water. And then suddenly I started seeing these runner's jam shirts everywhere. And I went, oh, hang on, that's Jody, that's Matt, Cheryl's here as well, and Hayden's here. Oh, this is cool. And so I ran over and started getting the water, and, and Jody was fantastic. Yeah. Um, she, she just took the backpack off me and said, um, I can do that. You, you, you can think of something else to tell other people what else they need to yeah. do as well. And, oh, yeah, and so then listed a couple of things because we had about one minute to get ready for the next lap. And then they, everyone just pushed us back out there. It, it was actually a little bit overwhelming because there was so many things that had to happen in a tiny amount of time, and I'm trying to process, oh, hi, hi, how you doing? Oh, you're here. Oh, cool. Thank you so much. Oh, oh wow, I feel really grateful to all these people uh, suddenly being here. Um, and so then, then, then we stepped out and then restarted the sixth lap. Um, and Ra Rachel pretty soon said, please leave me now. I don't want to risk it again. This is it. I, I can't do any more. And, and, and that had been part of my strategy to get her to the next lap, to say, if you, you at least finish your fifth, all you have to do is start the sixth and then walk it. Take an hour and a half and then that way you're still out there when our kids get there. Mm. Um, and so that, so that, that worked well. Um, and so Rachel convinced us just to leave her. Um, and so then we, we ran along. But then once we went, she actually started running a lot better. And, and then when we finally saw her, as we came to the very last corner, I did some maths and I said to Mark, 
okay, if we, if we happen to see Rachel at this corner, which we won't, there's no chance she'll be there, I reckon we can still get her to the end. So, how, so I, could, I could add on an extra kilometre to do this extra loop with her and come back. And I'm sure I could get to the finish line. Just as we get to this corner, she turns up and, oh, oh we can do this now. It's Rachel, Rachel, we can do it. You can finish this lap. I said, no, I don't want to. <laughs> um, and I still, I, I feel a bit bad, but I, I went on to the end and finished and I, and I didn't go back to her. Um, but, we, but we did see um, our daughters um, about a kilometre after that. So I said to my Becky, run back to Rachel and run back with her. And so then they got to run together for a, for a couple of kilometres. So that was pretty cool. And um, so then she, she got back a, a bit later on. But she was stoked to, to have gone so far. Yeah, well, she'd done um, more than a marathon. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, really cool. And, and, and it was pretty exciting. But I must admit that last lap I did after the one with her actually probably hurt more than any other lap. And I think it was um, just not having had a break. Mm. And so where previously my, my thinking was keep the breaks as short as possible and they're going to hurt me, then I realised actually the breaks are really quite helpful for me, especially when you sit down, put your feet up a little bit. I think the rests were quite recuperative. So the next lap I did with Mark was hurting quite a bit more. So, so that, that, that was interesting. Then at the end of the next lap, um, more people turned up and um, my, uh, my wife and my daughters and my niece, um, they're all there as well. And so then they're all there. Um, I think Peter Jones turned up about that point as well, or maybe the next lap. And so there's about half a dozen runners, jammers, but half a dozen family. And with this amazing atmosphere, so many people cheering. We'd come in at the end, everyone's saying, oh, how, how can I help? Here, let me do off you this. And it was just, it was really special. To put in perspective, yeah. we yeah. probably had, at that point, maybe 15 people there just for us. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And the rest of the field probably had about eight people in total <laughs> yeah, for, right. for, the other, for the other 20 people. Yeah. So it was, it was a little bit embarrassing almost yeah. that um, <laughs> all those people were there for us. But there's, yeah, a shout out to all the people oh, that came out yeah. that day. We're just fantastic. It was just, we just felt very loved and supported and it was, it was just amazing. It, it lifted our spirits so much. And so, so every lap... I, I was finishing going, this is fantastic, like best day, uh, filled with so much joy yeah. and I just wanted to keep going. It was, and, and I really think the encouragement was, was a big part of that. Yeah. Great to it's have great. a cheer squad, mm. hey? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, and that was yeah. a big difference too, um, just where well, you talk about the other people because I was chatting to people while you guys were out doing your running and, yeah, they, they might have one partner there with them, um, you know, supporting them and that was it. There wasn't big groups of friends or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. And the, it was kind of like, oh, this could be actually a really lonely event if you're going to be out here for 24 hours yeah. and you've only got one support yeah. person. And, and a lot of people didn't have any support crew at yeah. all. So because we, we'd, we'd talk to them and, and, and many of them said, yeah, I'm going to stop now. Like I've, I've run much longer distances than this, but I don't have any support crew. And so, yeah. So the and mental game really comes into yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So when did the yeah. mental game really come in for you guys? Was that night time um, coming or all the, all the rain? Shortly, <laughs> after, yeah. shortly after Rachel finished was uh, when the mental game started mm. for me. Um, up until that point, mm. I was um, feeling great. It was just a, a nice stroll. The pace was very easy. Um, but then, yeah, it started spitting of rain probably about six hours in roughly, so about three o'clock. Um, and for the next two hours, it was just this drizzly rain. Um, and I, I don't deal very well in cold and in rain. Um, I've, I've had a, an adventure race before where 
uh, I think we talked about it on our yeah. last race that um, I was just shivering uncontrollably and I was starting to get down to that point that, um, yeah, I was just, just getting cold and just a bit miserable and that, that was definitely playing on my mental uh, capacity. And then um, I think it was when you were leaving, Sandy. Was that about five o'clock? Oh, it might have been the four o'clock might have been I the left four. and yep. it bucketed yep. down as soon as I got in the car. Yeah, so that <laughs> that's exactly right because yeah. as, as it was start for that lap, um, we were just pelted with rain. Yeah. Um, it didn't well, – it was pretty much that whole lap. We were just wet and miserable and I was cold and it just wasn't fun. Um, so there's starting to get some decent puddles on the ground as well and, and muddy and – um, so every little tiny thing that you could worry about wet and socks. think about. Wet socks, yep. Um, the grassy bit at the start was all wet and getting up your ankles and all the, the half-cut grass was just climbing up and itching your legs and just everything that <laughs> was... selling it. Yeah. <laughs> everything was sort of playing in my mind at that point. So And and then it was starting to get a bit dark as well with the, the big storm clouds and, and getting a bit later in the day. Um, so that that was pretty miserable. Um, and about five people dropped out as the rain yeah. came. Okay. So and that, that was the biggest dropout the entire day. Yeah. So yeah, it made a difference. So yeah. what kilometre was that? Uh, so that that would have been the end of the what six seventh, probably a seventh. So we're talking forty five or so. Yeah, forty five, fifty k's around yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so that was halfway to my goal point uh, or first goal. Um, and yeah, I, I remember finishing that lap, just shivering, feeling awful. And I, I said to someone, um, can you get me a jacket? Um, and then it wasn't until the next lap after that, I think that I, someone, in, I think Rachel ended yeah, up getting yeah. me a jacket. So I was in a pretty pink jacket for, um, <laughs> the next hour. That'll be in one of the photos. Um, and yeah, at that point. Uh, when I was given that jacket, I had a shirt change, um, nice dry shirt with a nice dry jacket on, uh, and I had a shoe change as well. Um, my shoes were probably because they got a bit wet too. Um, one of my toes I could feel was starting to get a bit a bit sore, and I often, my second toe, I often lose the nail off a marathon, so I could feel it going along that way as well. Um, so once I'd done that and changed, and the, the heavy rain had sort of finished, and it was just a bit of a light drizzle, I felt much better again. So got warm, uh, got to running again. Um, I think it was dark by this stage. So I sort of dealt with that, had our lights on, ready to go. Um, and I was back into the, the rhythm again. So, but yeah, that was probably two, three hours of me feeling pretty miserable. Mm. Um, yeah, but the good thing is the rain stopped. Mm. Uh, if it continued on through the night, I, I would, would have pulled out a lot earlier. Yeah. yeah. So did you take the... Pep up Mark role while he was down? Um, I, I tried to, yeah, yeah. tried to, um, you know, um, just keep, keep chatting, keep, keep, um, keep encouraging. Um, actually, I, I got my daughters, one of my daughters to pull out my phone and, and say, hey, what's the weather actually going to do? And, and it actually said the rain's about to stop and it's not going to get any colder than it is now. Okay. And so I think that was actually really helpful to go, okay, this is as bad as it's going to get. It's only going to get, because you, you didn't know, like, is it going to be thunderstorming all night? and. Mm-hmm. That would have been really painful, mm. but knowing okay, we've we've done the worst already. Um, I, th- I think I think that was helpful. Yeah. And were you yeah. in a good place mentally during the yeah. rain? That didn't. Yeah, bother the, you? The, the rain didn't actually bother me that much. Um, I, I sweat so much that it doesn't actually matter if it's raining. Like <laughs> I, I probably wasn't much wetter than I would have been anyhow. <laughs> so, 
Um, it, in fact, was just it smells better. So <laughs> um, I, was feeling, I was feeling fresher. And so well, once the rain stopped, though, I did change all, my, my, my bottom half, my, sh- my shoes, my um, compression pants, my, sh- my undies and um, shorts. But I kept my runner's jam shirt on um, the entire time. I just, it, it actually felt nice. Yeah. I just didn't. Yeah, a few people said, well, why aren't you changing your shirt? I said, it, it's cooling me down. It's cooling in an hour's time. Down. It's going to be soaked anyway. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference? Yeah. 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 Okay, so you're moving now into this second part of your gold mark, I would say, moving yep, into that, yep. the 50 to 100K. Yep, the so rain has stopped the dark at that point. Yep. Yep. Night has fallen. So the next the next goal is midnight. So it's probably 6 o'clock at now and, and – um, yeah, the it, it's getting pretty dark, or it, it's completely dark with the the cloud cover. So another six hours till midnight is the the main goal. And um, for me, I think I probably had a little bit of knee soreness. The shoe change was great. My my shoes felt awesome. Um, and from that next six hours, I think it was pretty. Actually, the good thing, yeah, uh, the good thing about it was seeing people drip drift off, drop off. So um, we had the big. Um, five or six people drop out at the 43, 50k mark. Um, and then after that, it was sort of like one person every time. And so you'd, you'd front up to the start line and you'd do the count every single time. So at on dark, there was 14 people or something. And then the next hour, there'd be 13 people. And the next hour, oh, we didn't lose anyone this time. Yay, that's great. Inside of saying no. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, people just kept on drifting off and then you could see, okay, midnight, You can everyone's trying to get to midnight, get the 100K mark. Um, and for me, that, that five or so hours um, was pretty sort of stock standard. Um, felt pretty good. Uh, I was in a, a good space. I was dry. I was warm. Um, and just plugging along. Yep. How are you feeling, Steve? Um, yeah, look, I, I was still feeling pretty, pretty good most of the laps, um, just enjoying it, it became fun running at night time um, and yeah as Mark said as people dropped off you just steal a little bit of their energy <laughs> as, as, as they stopped and it started getting oh you know what I reckon we're going to be top 10 here like I, I think I, I think we're going to be at, at the better end of the field. Uh, Steve's starting yeah. to talk about top five <laughs> and, and, and naming the different people as well and I'm going oh I don't know if we can do top five Steve. <laughs> yeah after a while you started predicting yep this person will do this this person will do that and and I actually, I actually said to another guy, oh, by the way, I've got you in my top five. And he's going, no, no, <laughs> finished fourth. So. Wow, well done, well done. Um, One yeah. thing um, on dusk, though, was the bugs. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's, yeah. there's one section where um, so you've run a, a kilometre away from the start line and then there's a was it Pelican Island. Yeah. Was it? Um, so you had to run 500 metres out to Pelican Island and then back again. And that entire one-kilometre stretch were these... I don't know what type, but bugs that were just they were everywhere, in like in your nose, in your <laughs> mouth, in your eyes. You've got the, the head torch shining and so they're Track just attracted to the head torch, to the light and it was just intense. Like after a while we'd turn our lights off and try and run in the moonlight and you're stepping in uh, puddles and worried about rolling ankles, but it was better than the bugs. Did they bite you, and make you itchy? No. no. Okay, no they were good. just It was just, just in your face and just yeah. annoying. Yeah. Um, so 
closing our eyes, closing our mouth and nose, oh, wow. just trying not to get them in there. Some people sighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, some people were running along yeah. with, with, with it the as a mask. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Tying yeah. that across, yep. And some people sighted those bugs as their reason for dropping out. That was oh. that thick. I've, I've never seen bugs as thick as that ever. Really? Yeah. One, of, one of the guys that we were rating as one of the top two or three that had run um, multiple ultras before, 100, 100 miles, uh, he's one of the ones that pulled out at that point. He was was he English or something oh, as well? I was and talking to his wife. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he'd experienced Australian bugs no. before, but he he was he looked so strong, and he's like, no, not doing it anymore. Yeah, because he yeah. was finishing every lap at about the forty, yeah. maybe forty two. Yeah, he came yeah. in fresh Ten as a before daisy us. Yeah. every time. Looked yeah. so good, so positive. That was a big surprise. To, Just need some wildlife to, to knock the guys out. <laughs> yep, start line, and he's not there. It's like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Uh, so fortunately it only lasted maybe two laps, two hours. Oh, it's pro- probably a few hours. But then, then it suddenly disappeared. Like, yeah. Just completely gone. So wow. thank you. <laughs> and the, the, the other thing about it too, going out to that Pelican Island, you actually do it twice per lap. So you do it once on the yeah. way out there and then once on the way back okay. as well. So it's, yeah. yeah, it wasn't yeah. fun. Main and entree. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So then, then probably the next phase was around about 10 or 11. Um, uh, uh, Cameron Pope came along and mm-hmm. he, he, he was meant to be doing the midnight till 6 or 7, seven shift, mm-hmm. but he actually came a couple of hours early, so it was really cool. He, he was fantastic. Um, but I remember, oh, actually, it was either him or Hayden said to me around that time, oh, and Hayden kept coming back multiple times. Yeah. Um, he brought a, brought a second tent for us to help with the wind and he and was fantastic. Rain. Oh, that's good. And then yeah. I remember one of those guys... When I finished a lap, it was about 10 o'clock at night, um, asked me what, what I wanted. And I just remember going, um, and I, I, I couldn't actually think of an answer to give. Um, and so then I sort of sat around for a while, ate a bit of food. And then when I stood up again, I just felt really dizzy and disoriented oh. and nauseous. Like I, I felt like throwing up and I, I don't throw up. Um, and it, it, just, it just felt pretty yuck. Still not tempted to stop, mm. but, I, but I was thinking, I, I don't want this to last too much mm. longer. It'll disappear. And then, um, and I, then I had those feelings for about the next three hours or so. Oh, wow, that's a um, long time. Yeah. But, but every lap I'd sort of assess myself again <laughs> um, and I realised it was a little bit lower than last time, okay. a little bit lower again, a little yeah. bit lower again, um, and, then, and, then it, and then away. But I mentioned it to Mark and he said, ah, oh, yeah, I've been like that for a while now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I was less of the queasiness, but I was yeah. sort of a bit dizzy. Um, and I think it was the, the, the night time, the lack of sleep was starting to weigh on me and having to sort of hold my head down with my head torch pointed to the ground. Mm. And when I was running, I was feeling pretty good. But then when I'd stop, I felt like I was waving left and right and sort of just come off a boat type thing. Um, and just, yeah, that little bit dizzy and... Just it's my head just wasn't feeling. right. No, yeah. no. So that, yeah. and that was probably a similar time. Yeah, eleven o'clock at night. So not too far from the hundred k. And yeah. yeah so, and there's probably a lot of factors playing into that, as you said. You know, you've been up a long time. You've been physically active a long time. Um, you probably haven't eaten as much as you should have because yep. your bellies have been a little bit wobbly, and yep. it's hard yep. to do. And then, yeah, the the looking at a light at night time. I yeah. think I know when we do the trails. In winter, sometimes just the light bouncing along as you're running does make you feel a bit odd. Yeah. I think it changes your running as well. So yeah. you're, you're not putting your head up nice and tall. You're sort of slouching over. Yeah. and So, yeah, all of these factors yep, definitely p- play a part. Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so how many more did you do, Mark? Um, so 
again, it was it was nice seeing the people drop off. So um, I hit the hundred k, and that was feeling pretty good. And, and looked, only seven yeah. of us got to hundred k, yeah. and then three more dropped off at hundred k. So yeah. that was so around the midnight. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. was exactly yeah. midnight. Yeah. So then yeah. all of a sudden we're uh, looking around, there's only four people left. And, oh, wow. Okay, I've got, wow, to keep, in top got, to, top <laughs> got to keep going now. And um, so do another lap. And, and then um, I think during that lap, we were talking to one fella and he was saying, oh, this will be my last lap. Um, so, oh, I've got to, you know, got to finish this lap and then do one more to, to beat him to secure the third place. Uh, which we did, and then it was down to all of a sudden myself, Steve, and is it Nicole? Is yeah, that her yeah, name? Yep. Yeah. So we're we're second and third, and then with her pedigree, uh, thinking that oh, she's going to win this easy, it's like, well, you know what? I've, I've Who cares whether you're second or third? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> third place is great. Exactly. Um, I've Top hit three. my goal, 100k. That's amazing. Um, furthest I've ever run. It's now two o'clock or approaching two o'clock when I finish this lap. And um, Steve asked me, with about a K to go, um, how you feeling? You ready for another lap? And I think that was the first time that it was that sort of definitive question. And I said something like, um, I've, I, I, don't, I don't want to answer. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't want to answer that. Or I've been yeah. putting that question off or something like that. And it was like, yep, this is me. This is it. I'm done. I've had enough. Um, it stopped being fun. Um, physically, I probably could have kept on going. I was, my legs were fine. They were ticking over quite well. But just mentally, uh, I think I'd had enough. I was, I was tired. Uh, and I was also thinking, okay, if I stop now, it's 2 o'clock, I could um, jump in the car in the, and just I, I actually brought a mattress and a sleeping bag <laughs> and a pillow. I could um, just roll over and have a little bit of a nap if Steve wants to keep going and just just refresh myself for a little while. And that was just far too tempting. So uh, if I do it again, do not bring a mattress or a sleeping bag or a, a pillow. Uh, take away that option. Um, and I, like a, my second goal of 160K was just far too far away. And, and I just didn't like that thought of going for another, what was it? Um, it was till nine o'clock, another seven yeah, hours. Another, another yeah, another seven hours. Yeah, it's, um, it's a long way to get there, so, isn't it? And, and Steve even said, do you want to just go one more? And I said, well... What's the difference between 120 and 114? That's nothing. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna call it here. Okay. Um, and you were you happy to let Steve beat you at that point? Because that was one of your goals. Was to it beat it you. was, but I expected to beat Steve at 70k, yeah. not 100. <laughs> not for him so to still how be going. Was that then? Um, oh, I was super happy for him. Like yeah. I was just so surprised that he didn't get injured. Um, that he could, yeah, keep on running with the injuries that he already had. So. Um, no, that didn't weigh on my mind at all. It's, um, it wasn't a motivation yeah. to beat him. It was, um, I think we're good friends enough now yeah. to celebrate each other's success. And so, no, just super happy for him to, yeah, yeah, definitely. to just keep on going. And, um, and thank you, Steve, for being gracious enough to, to let me go at that point too. Cause, <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that was hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what, Mark, what point was that now? When you As did pull that, how many days? So, yeah, that what, was, what time was so that? So that was um, two a two a.m. Yeah, um, and it was one hundred and thirteen point five kilometers. Wow. Um, so one hundred and fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Was, that's great. That's huge. Yeah. 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 So no, that was fourteen um, k long further than I'd run before. Um, so that was a goal to to do my longest distance. Um, and yeah, super happy with that. 
Um, and it had been coming for a while, like probably for three or four hours. Yeah. Every time I asked Mark, how are you going? Like, what do you reckon? Do you think we'll do 100, 160 to 200K? Um, he'd go, I'll give you one more lap. Okay? <laughs> I, I, I can't do more than one lap. And, and he said that for several laps in a row. Um, and I kept saying to him, look, if you stop, I am going to keep going, okay? I'm not going to stop just because you do. Like, keep, start, keep going, keep going. Um, and, and so for a while I had a suspicion that he, he, he was going to stop. Um, and so he, and he went hours and hours and hours after that feeling bad. And so it wasn't a sudden decision yeah. for him to, to pull out. Like, he'd been sort of hinting it for four or five hours. We'd, so, yeah, we'd, we'd probably yeah. stopped talking a bit yeah, for the yeah. couple of hours beforehand yeah. too. Like you could tell mentally that it had shifted a little bit. I'd I'd sort of drifted off a little bit more mentally. Just yeah, I don't want to talk to you now, Steve. I just want to <laughs> yeah, foot yeah. over foot over foot. Yeah. Um, and we we'd talked about it subsequently that um, in the future we'll have to like plan um, topics to talk about at different times of the race and come up with a new topic because uh, it's a long seven, time to be seventeen together. hours is a long yeah. time to, to chat. Like we we're. But yeah. seriously, the next day I actually thought, remembered, oh, oh, I meant to talk to Mark about this parkrun thing and about this other issue, and we didn't actually get around to it. So we chatted all this day and still forgot to talk about some stuff. So yeah. pretty funny. It's for the next race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I, I finished. Um, when I finished, the, um, there was only two people left, obviously, and, and there was no one there at the corral. So um, we, we watched Steve go off for his next, uh, next stint, next... Uh, run and then um, we sort of packed everything up and moved it all to the uh, the undercover shelter and then put everything in the car so that was my next focus was just to clear everything out so that when Steve does we can go home and I can get some proper sleep um, so we did that for the the um, about half hour or so and then waited for Steve to come in for his next lap and and then um, over to you Steve yeah and so then, so then um Actually, one of the motivations earlier on was I started thinking, we've got so much junk here. This is going to take forever to pack up. So whoever finishes last doesn't, doesn't have to do the pack up. <laughs> so the, there was motivation to keep going. But it was really good when, the, when everyone suggested, how about we pack the tent down now and move under the shelter because everyone else who was in the shelter had gone home by then. So, that, so there was a really good, good solution there. Mm. Um, and... Not long after Mark finished, I said to him, hey, can you do the maths, please, and try and work out the other teams have all finished now, work out how far did they go and work out how far do I have to go for Runner's Jam team to, to, get, to get the win. <laughs> um, and so he worked out, yep, if you um, get to um, 6 a.m., um, what's that, 20, 21 laps, 21 hours, um, we'll finish on equal to the next best other team who were, who were obviously ahead of us at that point, but because um, I had gone further than their best one, then we'd get the win on count back. Okay. So, and cool, I will get to 6am then, which so it was four more hours to keep going. Um, and, and so then I, I had been a bit worried because I thought, will I get scared of the dark out there by myself? Because this <laughs> yeah. Nicole was just running away. Every lap she'd start, she'd, she'd just run off at a really fast pace. She'd look fit, healthy. I'd just walk along <laughs> and, then, and then I'd start running along at seven-minute Ks, never not going too hard. So I was by myself the entire time and I wasn't sure how I'd respond to that, um, whether I'd get lonely out there. But my first lap without Mark, 
Sorry, Mark, but it was really good. Like, <laughs> I had a blast. I, I, I was doing six-minute Ks. I, I was running strong. I was feeling great. I thought, I'm the king of the world. Why would people ever stop doing this? I, I just, I, I just, well, well, at what point? And I started thinking, what if I never stop? I might just keep going. I might do two, 300K. And just stupid thoughts started going through my mind because I was just feeling just so, so good. And I think partly it was because I was running at a different speed to before um, that I was that those muscles were fresh because you use different muscles depending yeah. on what speed you're doing. And so it just it felt good. Um, the lap after that, I then felt a bit more tired. I think, oh, yeah, I think that, that fast lap took a, bit, took a bit out of me. But I was still feeling great, still thinking, oh, yeah, I can do this forever. The lap after that, though, that one was the first time I thought, I don't know if I can do this. Um, I, I could feel myself slowing down. Mm. And because we knew the various distances on the course, and, and particularly it was an out-and-back course, at the halfway point you could work out exactly how long it was going to take. And I think I came through the halfway point at 28 minutes or oh, so. That's close. Yeah, mm. and so there was only going to be a four-minute margin. And I felt like not running much at that point. Ah, oh, I might not get back this lap if I if I keep slowing down like I am. Um, but I, in the end, I actually finished it with with five minutes to spare. But in that lap, I thought, well, all I have to do is do the one after that. There's no chance we're going to win. We can have the the first female winner. That's great. Um, Runners Jam takes the the win for the teams. I'll keep going. Um, so um, then did did that one last lap. And that was the best lap of the race. I felt, I felt bad for Mark. I felt bad for every other competitor. <laughs> Seriously, if I knew how good this lap was, if, if you get to that point again next year, I will beg you to keep going for that 5 a.m. lap because at 5 a.m. on the 1st of October, the sun rises wow, and wow. it's spectacular. And from, from where the um, support crew was, it, it wasn't that great. But once you get to the other side of the common, you, you can look across the fields and there's this beautiful orange um, hue that goes all the way across. You can see the lights of the city just starting. It's still there. But as, as the dark starts going away, it looks magnificent. And wow. uh, then as you run past the river, there was this really thick mist that was rising up off, off the river. And every bird in Oxley Common woke up and they all began singing this beautiful chorus. It was one of the best running experiences of my <laughs> life. It was so good. And it was just me. And then, and then he'd say, oh, hi, Nicole. Hey, you're doing well. Keep it up. Keep it up. Um, and, uh, oh, it was just stunning. Um, but also I planned on it being my last lap. And I knew the last lap, the, the one before that, I'd, I'd, I'd quite struggled with. So I took my hat off because I didn't want anything slowing me down. And I'd... The previous lap was the only one I'd actually taken my phone with me. And so I put my phone down, took my hat off. I took my, um, my head torch off because I thought, ah, oh, the sun will be up soon and I'll, uh, 10 minutes of dark will be okay and I think it'll be better. And I put my, and even put my bladder down so I didn't have any water with me with, with the logic being all of that will help me to run faster mm -hmm. and it's me acknowledging this is my last lap. Um, um, and then the last lap was actually fairly easy. Um, I, I made it with enough time to spare. Well, no, I would have. But then when I got to a kilometre out from the end, I suddenly went, oh, you know what? I can't be bothered running anymore. <laughs> and so I, just, I actually just walked most last kilometre until I got to the corner. And then I ran because I didn't want to look like I was, <laughs> I was walking out there. And then I, just, I, I jogged in the last yeah. bit. 
And so my support crew knew I was going to finish um, and they were brilliant. They all pretended I was going to keep on going. Yes, you were playing a um, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I thought there's just a tiny, tiny chance that... But you do it again, go around again. she in. might stop. No, oh, okay. Because okay. if, if she stopped, then all I had to do was do one more lap and finish. I knew it wouldn't happen, but just in just case. Just thought, yeah. Yeah. And so I let the, the three-minute bell go, let yep. the two-minute bell go. Then as, as I got to the one-minute, um, I just I went up to Nicole and said, look... Um, Hi, I'm, I'm Stephen. I think you're, you're on a call, right? Yeah, cool. You've been doing great out there. I hope you enjoy your last lap. Yeah. And she was silent for a second. You, you mean, are you serious? I said, yeah. Are you sure? You can keep going. No, no. I've, 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 I've had enough. This has been fantastic. Oh, thank you. And, <laughs> um, and, then, and then she did the last lap and she looked great. She looked <laughs> that fresh, last as, lap, fresh she as a daisy. And she could have gone all day. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she, she was a fantastic winner. And um, oh, I was stoked to get second. Uh, just That's over amazing. the moon. It was, it was so exciting. So I finished with 21 hours, 140 kilometres, um, and just the best fun. It was mm. an amazing race. And totally unexpected when you were thinking, oh, yeah. oh 70 or 80K would be awesome given oh, yeah. the injuries you've had this year. Yeah. Um, just incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Um, yeah, just so much fun. And one of the, one of the things that, that kept going through my mind throughout the race was I'd listened to a few podcasts about Backyard Ultras just in a couple of days beforehand. Rachel had been listening to them and telling you about them. Oh, maybe I should do the same. So just went to um, Apple Podcasts and typed Backyard Ultra and a whole heap of ones listened up, came up. And there was a, one from a guy based in Cairns, I think it was called Smurf and Smurfhead or something like that. And he was telling the story of a, of a race that he'd done and, um, and he, and he like did like 35 laps or something like that. And he said there was multiple phases in his race where some injury had come up um, or like some leg pain or some, he'd, he'd, he might feel nauseous or, uh, you know, what, what, it'd have like four or five different problems. And each of those problems would last for a few hours and then they'd go away. Um, and then that wouldn't be a problem again. And then a different problem would come and then that'd last a couple of hours um, and then he said, look, so it was a really important lesson not to get knocked out by any of those individual things. And I kept thinking about that lesson all the time, that at one stage my legs were just killing me. Um, so I put a bit of magnesium oil on and, and that, that helped heaps and the nausea and um, feeling really tired after Rachel. And there, was, there, was, there were multiple incidences of not feeling great. And so I kept on thinking about that, that podcast lesson that, okay, all these problems come, but they're only for a short period of time. That problem will go away soon. And like clockwork, it happened. It'll be a few hours of pain and then that'll be gone. And Oh, cool. Excellent. Full of beans again. Happy as Larry. Happy to keep going. Um, and, and frankly, you know, it's just a, it's a cool life parable as well. Yeah, things always change, as you That's say, it. babe. This too shall pass. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Um, and, 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 and I actually, several people, as they were trying to drop out, I'd, I'd, I'd try and tell them those, that, that story as well and go, well, you know, you can, you can do it, you can do it, keep going, I'll run with you for a while and, and try and encourage them to keep going. Um, yeah. Um, so I tried my motivational speeches yeah. as I yep. was going. But, yeah. It was interesting yeah. that pretty much everyone that pulled out pulled out <laughs> from a mental reason rather than a physical yeah. reason. Yeah. There was one guy that was hobbling that couldn't bend his leg, but yeah. all the others... 
came in with 10 minutes to spare every yep. time yep. and just yep. said, no, that's it. That's enough for me. Mm. Their bodies um, were built for it, but yep. their minds got yep. tired. That's yeah. right. So it plays a huge part of it is the, the mental game. Yeah. yeah. So would you do um, any mental training for it next year if you're going to do it again? Like, I think goal setting is probably the number one. Um, for me, it was that having that goal one of 100K once I'd hit that and, and even hitting, hitting the 50 uh, kilometre mark was like, well, I'm halfway now. Mm. If I really wanted to say do a hundred mile, just have that as my only goal of a hundred mile, and that way, eighty kilometres would be my halfway point. Mm. Um, and I think I would feel a lot fresher. Just mm. you know, um, so I remember finishing the race, going, no, I don't want to do one of them. I'd much rather do a point to point race where there's an end in mind, um, and I just have to push myself to get to that point. Um, but no, I probably could do this again, but having that, a, a better goal and, and some people say not to have a goal at all, but for me, I think, yeah, it's. If you do, just have it really stretch it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So definitely got to. Yeah, 200K. Push this off. <laughs> well, I think yeah. now because of the, the pace of it, it's quite slow and, and, and having done one, uh, knowing that, okay, my body can actually do this, mm. um, that's a major factor that knowing that, well, I probably could go a lot longer, mm. um, potentially. And Who knows when I do it again? And you no sleep because, um, yeah. you know, I was thinking even with Rachel, you know, she did the di- marathon yeah. distance and then she stayed up all night yes. crewing you guys. Yeah. So. Which is probably actually harder because you don't yeah. have the stimulation of the run. Absolutely. Because we were worried about the, run, the, the um, sleep beforehand it wasn't a factor in the slightest. Okay. Like, I, I, not once did I think, oh, I wish I was asleep or I'd like to have a quick nap now. Because I was open to trying having a, uh, having a quick nap. Some of the best people in the world will have a 10-minute lap, sorry, 10-minute nap. nap every lap. Um, and I was open to trying it, but, I ne- yeah, I, I was never at the point where I'd do it. If I'd got to the second night, then I probably would have <laughs> yeah. tried it, but I was nowhere near that. Yeah. So, so what about recovery for you guys? The you know you've come second and third. You've it reached huge kilometres. Mm. Now you go home and um, what's the next few weeks or the few days even look like? Um, it, it was a bit weird, sort of finishing at two a.m. Um, got two hours sleep in the car um, and then driving home felt great. The rest of that day I felt pretty good. Um, went to sleep early. Um, my body fact felt really good. Um, it wasn't until the next day where I sort of woke up and, um, yeah, everything was a bit sore. Um, but generally the muscles were okay, but my feet, uh, really hurt. Um, so all the tendons on the top of my feet, um, just potentially from the the second pair of shoes that I, that I wore as well, just being enclosed and, uh, maybe a little bit tighter in, in places that they normally aren't. Um, and just the fact that I ran that far, mm. um, they all, they, my feet just hurt so much. Um, I tried going for a jog on Tuesday, um, so only two days later, and my muscles wanted to do it, but my feet just every time I contacted it. the ground, yeah. uh, oh. there was just a sharp pain oh, just, no, just nice. hitting me. So uh, that was really frustrating because um, I, I wanted to remove all the lactic acid and, and get moving again. I'd, I'd done 114 kilometres on day one of the month. I'm thinking, here we go, I can do a 300k <laughs> month here. No. Um, and no, it just didn't happen. So for me, um, took about three weeks, um, did a couple little jogs here and there, um, tried to come to runner's jam a couple of times and, and started and stopped and went home. Fortunately, yep. I live across the road from runner's jam. Um, 
but yeah, about three weeks in, Steve and I went for a, a jog through the bush and it still hurt every step that I did, but it was a, a much lower grade pain. Um, and then only just Saturday, just two days ago, that um, I, I ran a 5K park run with wow. no pain at all. And so that's... that's good. A, and at a good pace too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so a four-week four recovery for me. Wow. Um, yeah. Before, yeah, just for my feet, really. Yeah, yeah. What about yeah. you, Steve? Yeah, so I, I found, I was actually surprised how little my legs hurt. So I've hurt much more in other races. Um, well, actually, during the race and after the races, like the next couple of days, my legs felt sore, but I've felt much, much worse than that. And even during the race, um, Blackall hurt so much more than this did. Um, um, but the fatigue and overall soreness lasted much longer. So... Um, I, I didn't want to run for two weeks, partly because um, I've got three toes, toenails that have gone black, including my, my, <laughs> the, my big toe on my right foot is disgusting, <laughs> which I didn't realise until I took my socks off for the first time at the end. And you can see it, it was bleeding and it was going to die and it, and it was a little bit loose. And I think if I'd taken my socks off earlier in the race, I would have freaked out and I probably would have stopped a lot earlier. Yeah. Um, but I had, I had no pain. I had no sensation that it was being that hurt. And so for the next two weeks, I avoided shoes. I think I put them on once or twice. I did one kilometre at the end of the runner's jam relay and that really hurt. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then did another couple of K about a week after that and that really hurt. So I just avoided shoe, shoes for ages um, but but that was the main thing. It was just my toe and general fatigue. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a, a slower recovery than usual, but I think it was just because of the of the toe mostly. Yeah. Did uh, you like go walking or just? You should have, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. went for a few walks. Yeah. My wife likes to walk in the morning, so I, I went for a few walks with her. Um, yeah, but it still hurt. Like, mm. it, and. Even just going to work and having shoes on all the time, um, by the end of the day, my feet were swollen on top and I'd, I'd have to ice them and, and it was just that, oh, wow. that pressure. Mm, okay. um, just, yeah, particularly at the end of the day, they just they throbbed a little bit. And so, but, it, you know, it wasn't, I'm over-exaggerating a little bit, it wasn't, wasn't that bad, but I, I definitely couldn't have run, yeah. um, put it that way, yeah. so... So mm, I'd, I'd stretch for about an hour or so a day and do some foam rolling and um, a bit of massage gun stuff. So, so it wasn't a completely inactive yeah. thing. But Okay, yeah. so tips for anyone looking at doing this. If they're thinking of doing 100K, they need to be prepared to have three to four weeks off of no running after the race. I think most people do recommend a couple of weeks off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't, but, but I think that actually is pretty yeah. healthy. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, we're a bit on the soft side, so, yeah. <laughs> Oh, second yeah, and third yeah, place isn't yeah, too soft, yeah. Stephen. That's amazing. <laughs> you did really well. You did absolutely amazing. Really well. Wow. Yeah, thanks. And and we really appreciated your support beforehand as well and, and during it. It was just, yeah, absolutely amazing. And all the Runners Jam community was just, just oh, it was great. Great to see so many people come yeah. out. Yeah. And, and, and it was really encouraging to see, to, um, I think once or twice during the race, just logged onto Facebook and went, oh, wow, oh, there's lots of love there. Yeah, there's <laughs> lots of love. Really cool. And now that yeah. so many people have come out too, we were expecting a big crowd next year. Exactly. Yeah. To have not, lots, not to support us, but to be doing yeah, it. Lots and lots yeah. of runners jammers yeah. actually yeah. running it. Yeah, we could have that, a row of marquees, couldn't we? That would be a really people cool different distances. team event. Yeah. 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 It would be good yeah, supporting each other on the run and encouraging one another. Oh, you could yeah. do another one. You could do a couple <laughs> more. Because yeah. Yeah. to me, what I love about it is that 
um, speed isn't an issue because I'm, I'm never going to be fast, but I can keep going. And, and so whether people's um, goals are to do three laps and do their first 20K ever, yeah. fantastic format for that, or first 40 or first 60 or, yeah. or, or whatever, it's, it's easy, it's safe. You've got, you keep coming back to the same place, so it's, you can't get a better environment, I think. Nice flat course. Yeah. I think a hilly course would have hurt me as well. So Because yes. I've, I've found that while I've been injured, hills have triggered it more, more than flatness. So I think it was ideal for me. And I suspect a lot of people with injuries are, are similar. Yeah. So it was so. just perfect. Yeah. It all came together really well. Yeah. A good yeah. surprise ending. That's amazing. Yeah. Unexpected. I, I remember saying it at the end of the day to, to Mark, I look, on my... You know, on the day I die, I will look back on this day as being the day I did my longest run ever of 140K. <laughs> By the next day, though... 140.8. So I'm rounding out to 141 now. <laughs> um, but by the next day, I started thinking, I shouldn't have stopped then. I reckon I could have gone further. Um, so now I want to do it again. There's and, another and, year and, for and, that. Yeah, there's another lap there, isn't there, that you yeah. could have done. Another few more laps. Yeah, a few yeah, more. Yeah. I reckon. Like, I... Uh, I could have got 160 for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I bet you could. Yeah. Could have gone past the 24 hours. Yeah. I still, Next time. I, I still would have got second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she looked good yeah. when she finished. Oh, yeah. yeah. She looked there, There's a couple of photos in the last couple of laps of, of the two of us there and there, there's no doubt looking at the photos of who was going to win. <laughs> it was pretty clear. I do remember yeah. on one of the laps um, later in where she'd come back like with 15 minutes to spare and yeah. just put her feet up, was sitting there reading a book in the tent <laughs> like she wasn't even in yeah. a race. Yeah. And I was like, wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, second and third. Yeah. And, and where we come and first. And a win for Runner's Jam. And a win yeah. for Runner's Jam yeah. when it comes to the, the team Teams, event. Yep. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Well, what a privilege, uh, Mark and Stephen, to hear this journey that you guys went on. It's been oh, really good. It's been a privilege. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming back again. Thanks for letting us relive the uh, awesome night. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I'm still thinking, should we do it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Give it a crack. Not 100K. Yeah. No, not 100K. But you don't have to. Yeah, no, exactly. Right. Maybe yeah. 50. But, yeah, thank you so much, Mark and Stephen, for once again entertaining us as well with your Oh, thanks for letting us tell stories. stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's the best bit about running is telling all the, all the war stories. The best exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you guys, if you want to find us, you can find us online. We're at runnersjam.com.au, also on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter. No, we're not. Aren't we? We will be. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> I was thinking about that. No. But no. Okay, we won't be on Twitter. Just find us on the web <laughs> and, and Facebook and Instagram. Once again, Mark and Stephen, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your backyard ultra experience with us. I'm sure everyone's going to be inspired and um, hopefully we'll have a, a, maybe a bigger team or number of teams in the, uh, in the next event. Sounds good. Sounds great. But from us, we're going to say good night. Good night. Thanks, Condi. Thanks, Sandy. Thank good night. Thanks, guys. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye.